The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. I'm your host, Jerry McCarthy, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at McCarthy 74 On this week's show, our VIP special guest is former World Cup silver medalist, Irish women's senior hockey international, and current Munster Inch Provincial under 15, 17, and 18 coach, Yvonne O'Byrne. Munster Women's Rugby Chairperson Wendy Keenan joined the Big Red Bench to discuss the Barbarian September visit for a Munster doubleheader, plus news of an under-17, under-18 and national talent programmes. I have all the reaction from Cork's TG Cahar Munster LGFA Senior Championship final win over Kerry, including interviews with Cork players and management. And we'll also hear from the Cork LGFA under-14 manager, JJTC, following the county's qualification for a second consecutive All-Ireland under-14 platinum final. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast. This week's Big Red Bench VIP guest is former World Cup silver medalist, Irish Women's Senior Hockey International and current Munster Interprovincial under 15, under 17 and under 18 coach Yvonne O'Byrne. The current Cork Harlequin senior star spoke to me about her successful club season, moving into coaching at interprovincial level, why hockey is becoming such an increasingly popular sport and much, much more. Now, it is a real thrill here on the Big Red Bench to be joined by a World Cup silver medalist from 2018 and one of Irish international hockey players, best players of recent times. It is Cork Harlequins and budding Munster interprovincial coach, Yvonne O'Byrne, who joins us. Yvonne, how are you? Very good, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, lovely to talk to you. Um, before we talk about your work uh, with the Munster Interprovincial setup at under 15, 17, and under 18 level, I just wanted to start by asking someone who is playing uh, at a high level, at club level still, and somebody who's well known as an international hockey player. Over the course of this season on the Big Red Bench, we've been following the EY1 and EY2 and the Munster Women's Division 1 leagues. It has been a terrific season. The quality of hockey at club level, not just in Cork, but in Munster, um, I think is, 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 is on a serious high. Am I correct in that assertion? And is hockey as popular as it has ever been from somebody who knows it so well? Yeah, definitely. I think hockey has been growing in popularity over the last you know five or six years and we're starting to definitely see improvements in in both the in Cork and I suppose in Munster overall in the quality of players coming up um, through the schools into the clubs and that's having a knock on effect onto our onto our divisions and I suppose the the standard of senior club hockey in general is improving all the time, which is which is great. Um, you were a long-standing member of Cork Harlequins and you had a particularly good and successful season. Your name popped up quite often um, on our goal-scoring charts uh, throughout the season. I know that you finished in a tie with a couple of other players. Uh, your own assessment of your own season and how you felt uh, the goal-scoring went? Yeah, well, I suppose I never really set out to score too many goals um, because I play in midfield. But um, yeah, it's always great to get on the goal sheet and... I think that we had a good kind of internal competition within our own team this year. Uh, our manager was given out a prize at the end of the season, so we were cutthroat all season. Ah, okay. So I think between myself and Michelle and Beth Ann, we were, Beth Ann kept creeping ahead of us, but myself and Michelle tied it up at the end of the season in second place. So. Yeah, we did ask Michelle at one stage on the podcast about whether she'd be willing to pass the ball to a teammate if you were both on the same number of goals in the final game. She gave a cryptic answer. I assume you being the ultimate professional, you would obviously have passed it to the player in the better position. 
Oh yeah, I gave her a goal <laughs> in, our, in our second last game. I'm pretty sure I set her up for two goals, which is I thought quite generous of me at the time. But <laughs> well, fair play to you. You're, you're definitely one up on her on your big red benches. Eyes, you're certainly one up on her now. We we'll give her a chance to answer that at some stage. Yvonne, um, as a player. I mean, you've excelled at club and international level. Coaching, uh, you're heavily involved in the Munster Interprovincial setup at the moment at 15, at 17, and under 18. How did that come about? And is it something that you always aspire to? Um, I suppose ever since I left school, I, I've been coaching a little bit on the side as well as playing. I would have coached um, a lot in my old school, Mount Mercy College. And... When I finished up with the Irish team in, in 2020, I definitely, something that bothered me a little bit was the kind of lack of players coming through from Munster in the national teams, which is frustrating as someone who's come from Munster. You want to see, you know, a new generation of players from Munster in the green jersey. That's, you know, the ultimate goal. And I think being able to help the younger group come up and the next generation of hopefully international players from Cork, Limerick, Waterford, all over Munster and um, come through that was something that I was quite passionate about and it's something that I would have talked about with you know former internationals like Kleena Sargent and and current internationals like Roshi Nuftin um, and Naomi Carroll. The the academies were something that was I suppose a few of us would have thought about and talked about during COVID when hockey was shut down and mm. um, which are I suppose a development platform for our interpro teams and the whole kind of concept of them was pitched to the to the branch during COVID and we're in our second season of academies now at under 15 under 17 level and I think it's having a really positive impact on the standard of hockey in our interpro teams. Yeah and it's refreshing to hear a player of your stature and, and with your international career um, you know talking positively about coaching because you're right we've noticed this on the big red bench in the last couple of years Not and it's not just a, it, it is unfortunately an occurrence where you don't see as many Munster players on international panels at underage level um, as you might expect to and I suppose the pathway is definitely there now Yvonne for young players as you said through schools through their clubs and certainly through the interprovincials to make their mark at, inter, inter, at international level the girls that certainly want to do that and want to commit to it um, and I suppose more than anything the fact that a girl from Munster can realise that the pathway is there if they're willing to put in the time and commitment and, and give it everything they've got they now have a realistic chance of making those international teams Yeah and I think that you know being able to bring back a lot of the the learnings from being involved with the senior international team and bring that back to Munster is really important because hockey is a sport that evolves and every two to three years we have new rules coming in all the time that make the game faster and more exciting to watch but it also means that the skills that are required at international level are constantly progressing everything now needs to be done faster um, and on the move so I think that being able having played at a high level recently being able to bring back a lot of that to some of our junior players is, is really important and I think is something that I'd like to, you'd like to see more of it you'd like to see more senior players transitioning into coaching roles because I think that's when we're going to get um, even more quality players coming through The standard of player that has been produced by Munster over the last couple of years since you first got involved how much talent is out there right now? 
well, there's lots of talent, and I, I think quite different talent as well. I think that every province, you know, brings something different to to this game, and players from Munster, you know, tend to be quite driven, quite hardworking, and don't really shy away from contact. And and on top of that, I think we've shown definitely, like in the under eighteen inch pros this year, that we're as good as anybody in the country. We can, you know, we play with a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, intensity and on top of that we have a high skill level that we can also score and finish so I think like winning the Interpros at under 18 level this year was, was a massive yeah. confidence boost for me as a coach but also for the players and I think for the players younger than them as well so the under 16s under 15s looking up at those girls and seeing those girls win an Interpros for the first time in you know 22 years I think it was or 23 years maybe yeah. maybe even longer I think 99 or something was the last time it was won. But that really inspires the younger players. Like those under-18 girls, while they might not think it, they're role models in themselves. And to younger players coming through, showing that they can compete and win um, on the national stage. And on that national stage, at interprovincial level, Yvonne, do you need, does Munster need to win at interprovincial level for more players to get noticed or is it enough that the performances are there? I suppose what I'm alluding to there's a lot of questions in GA at the moment about whether under 12 or under 14 is when players should start competitively and it's it's a wider uh, question across all sports including hockey but when things become serious. But at 15, 17 and 18 level is it is it the case and I'm only asking this out, out of ignorance more than anything else if Munster win at interprovincial level is it is there a better chance of those players getting on international panels or does it matter as long as they're producing consistently from 15, 17 to 18? Well, I I think often winning is a product of good performances and so playing and having a, a full squad is really important. So your performance will hopefully lead to, to winning games and then we try to produce consistent performances throughout the season. But in terms of that competitiveness and, and whether kids should be playing competitive sport or not, like my own sort of I suppose feelings on it would be that when they when you kind of get to that under sixteen, under eighteen level, there is a bit of a switch and it does become more competition driven and results driven. And ultimately, getting into finals and things like that gives players more opportunities to be seen. Like, for example, we had one player this year who was called in to the Irish under-18 team after playing in the final. And she previously, like, if we were not in that final, she would not be in the Irish under-18 team right now. Mm. So it gives players additional opportunities to be recognised and to be noticed. Yep, I think that's a fair answer. And I think coming from someone with your experience, I think uh, it's it's good to know that. I mean, that, that's the level we're talking about if you want to become an international and make the breakthrough. Um, can I ask you about the recent Munster under-15s and the inaugural one-day tournament that they took part in, um, how successful that was and how useful that was? Yeah, I think the, the under-15 festival was, was brilliant. Um, it was ran last weekend in three rock rovers in Dublin. And I, like from Munster, we would have sent three teams of 16 players um, a lot of provinces would have had three or four teams. And it was a non-competitive tournament. It was just an opportunity for those girls off their first experience of, I suppose, some level of interprovincial hockey getting to play against players from different parts of the country. And it's brilliant for them to be able to test themselves against those players because for them, the only hockey they've played outside of that is with their schools and with their clubs. 
and all the girls I think you know really noticed the big step up there is in the speed when they started playing against other provinces and also it just shows them the standard that they you know need to aspire to but it's all in a fun way there is no winner at the end of the day in, in that under 15 tournament and all we focused on was progressing and getting better from game to game so they played four games in one day which is, which is a loss mm. but just focus on performance everyone gets the same amount of game time you know and it was a, a brilliant day out for everyone well, it sounds like it was a very useful and instructive day, even at under 15 level. It's good to hear that these kind of um, inaugural one-day tournaments that have taken place are, are going to continue. Um, Ivana Byrne, obviously, look, your your successful club and international career, club career continues, obviously with Cork Harlequins, but it's fantastic to hear somebody so passionate about hockey, talking in such a positive manner about the coaching role, and hopefully anyone that hears this that might be interested in coaching will take hope from it, that there is a role for them there down the line, um, and I think more people like yourself are needed in Munster Hockey, whether they're ex-internationals or just ex-club players, the more people like yourself that get involved, the better overall product of Munster Hockey that's going to be created, and look, we've really enjoyed speaking to you here on the Big Red Bench, and we'll uh, maybe we'll catch up with you again uh, once your pre-season and all your pre-season yeah. training is no, over. No, definitely. Yeah, and I like I would encourage people to get involved in in coaching as well, especially I think women. Like hockey is one of those sports that is predominantly played by girls, mm. but most of most our coaching teams are are men. So I think that it would be great to see more girls transition into coaching and, and to be those role models going forward. Very well said, and we will keep that message going on the Big Red Bench and our hockey coverage as well as much as we possibly can. But for now, Yvonne O'Byrne, former World Cup silver medalist, Irish Hockey International, and Cork Harlequins, uh, one of Cork Harlequins' top scorers from the past season. Uh, it's been lovely talking to you, and we look forward to speaking to you again down the line. Thanks, Mary and Derek. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Munster Women's Rugby Chairperson Wendy Keenan joins me on this week's Big Red Bench to discuss Munster's new incoming chairperson, Grania O'Connell, an historic Barbarians versus Munster Rugby men's and women's doubleheader at the end of September, news of Munster Women's Rugby's under-17 and under-18 summer programmes, and the Munster players set to take part in the IRFU Women's National Talent Programme. Delighted to be joined now on the, the Big Red Bench here on our uh, Munster, by Munster Women's rugby chairperson still in that role um, and uh, for another small bit and that is Wendy Keenan also a rugby expert here on the Big Red Bench. Wendy how are you? I'm great Jar. how are you keeping? I'm not too bad it's good to talk to you again um, you had a bit of a break we gave you a bit of a break there you deserved it because you've been on pretty much every week for the last it feels like 10 years you poor misfortune having to listen to my poor questions but here we are in the middle of the summer thinking that uh, all the rugby headlines would have died down and things would be getting a little, a little bit quieter but that's not the case and we start with news of a new chairperson at Foremost yeah. Women's Rugby I am delighted to say that Gronje O'Connell will be taking over for me and that will all be ratified at the AGM on the at the 8th of June Grainne just comes with a wealth of experience. Um, she would have been a member of the original Old Crescent team, which was one of the first rugby teams um, in the country, and that's my monster. Um, and since then, she took on many, many roles, but she was also president of the IWRFU because we were outside the IRFU originally um, before the amalgamation in. And um, I would have actually come across Grainne in my hockey career. She would have been my, one of the umpires that I would have uh, come across many a time. She came on committee five years ago as the adult competition secretary. We call her our wise woman on committee, <laughs> which is a lovely way to describe Grainne because of the wealth of experience that she brings. And um, look, she'll be fantastic. 
Um, she it, It's an important role, as we know from speaking to you over the years. It's a very, very, no one's a demanding role, but it's a rewarding role. And clearly there isn't so much happening right now uh, that Grani is going to need, you know, the committee and the committee's help. But I also think the fact that uh, you've paved the way uh, in, in in the, what Munster Women's Rugby has done over the last 24 months in terms of the initiatives in schools, certainly with minis and with clubs and with the summer programmes and national talent programmes are what we're going to talk about shortly. This is a good time and a positive time to be coming into this role, yeah? Yeah, I mean, look, it's been a huge honour for me to represent, um, I suppose, Munster Rugby in particular, the girls in the women's game, you know, not only on on committees within Munster, but also at an IRFU level. Mm. It has been extremely busy and, you know, we have been under review um, for a couple of weeks, something that I suppose I would have asked for two years ago. Um, So we've had an external review and there'll be recommendations coming from that. I'm looking forward to seeing those. But one thing's for sure, we have to expand our committee because Mm. it is getting too busy. Uh, and that's a really good complaint. Um, you know, when you look at our youths committee, I think it was 360 fixtures she put on the system this year. Um, you know, and that's just that's just one aspect of the game. But um, Grania will 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 look to do that, and she's already doing it. You know, so we'll have subcommittees even underneath the committee itself. But you're right; it has been a huge development time, especially post COVID. Mm. And that's really good science, you know, and I suppose we've mentioned the schools over and over again, and it's just been just such a growth area for us. Um, you know, and linking those schoolgirls up to the clubs now is the next piece in that jigsaw. Yes, and what a big jigsaw it is. But as we said, we wish uh, Grania O'Connell all the best in her new role, uh, which will be coming up quite shortly. And we also wish uh, yourself and also the Munster Women's Rugby Committee uh, for a very another, another busy 12 months on the horizon. But um, as we said, a lot of good people behind, working behind the scenes there, and I know it's going to be a success. So good luck to Grania on that. Now we move to really positive news for not just Munster Women's Rugby, but I think for Irish Women's Rugby, because there's a big event happening at the end of September and an important historic event uh, I think we need it. It's not too sure. I'm not overselling it by saying that. Can you explain why the barbarians are on everyone's minds right now? What a wonderful announcement last week. I actually knew the week before when we were on, but I couldn't say anything. <gasps> okay, but, no um, look, I mean, it, there's a couple of factors in relation to this. Number one, it's a double header. Okay, the first time ever that the Munster ladies and the Munster men's team will be playing on the same day, on the same pitch. Um, so that is an historic occasion for itself. We had hoped to do it for the Interpros, the senior Interpros against Leinster this season. But unfortunately, t- television got in the way, right? And the timing of the two different cha- TV channels couldn't uh, couldn't accommodate that. So look, there's been a lot of work has gone into this in the background because we've got to make ensure that our Munster players, especially those playing at WAL, are free that weekend. And then the whole selection process, but it'll be post into pros, so we'll have that done. That I suppose playing the Barbarians is just really, really exciting. And um, look, I really hope we fill the stadium. It's just, just a huge occasion for the, for the the Monster Women's Rugby team. Just the fixture alone, you know, even if it wasn't a double header, it would have been a huge fixture. And uh, you know, something we've been talking about, I suppose, for about eighteen months now. Uh, Ken Inbush has always been talking about a president selection versus a Munster team um, and little do we know just we now will be playing a Barbarians fixture so just real positive news Yes and something we're going to cover extensively here on the Big Red Bench in the build up during and after uh, a historic moment on September 30th in Thoman Park Munster Women's Rugby as part of a double header with the men's taking on the Barbarians and uh, a lot more information to come uh, closer to the time and over the summer we're looking forward very much to talking about that historic event Now as I said the leagues are finished the schools are nearly finished bar the exams whatever but you have under 18 and under, under 17 and under 18 summer programmes to talk about 
Yeah, so I suppose look, we've had a wide um, uh, number of girls participating in, in programmes over the last six to eight weeks, hoping, I suppose, to be selected for the summer programmes where we would we, we bring them down to 30. So we have 30 under 17 and under 18 girls and they're on their training programmes now. Last week, the emails went out and, of course, I'm not going to name 60 girls, um, but I am going to name the clubs ju- in no particular order just to show you where we're touching. So we have Balancholic, Ennis, Dungarvan, Carrigan-Chewer, Shannon, Killarney, UL Bowes, Balanakalilu, Kenturk, Tralee, Dolphin, Yall, Bantry Bay and Brough all represented um, among those girls. Look, I mean, it's a huge, you know, selection for the girls to be included in a Munster squad. From that, there will be the selection of the Interpro squad um, that is 18 and a half, under 18 and a half. And all those girls are putting up their hands now and, you know, they'll be doing some serious training because they're 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 going for selection to, to wear that red jersey and it's a big occasion for them now because they know mm. that if they can, you know, showcase their skill set, there's a green jersey in sight because we do have the under 18 um, Irish team. Excellent. So we also yeah. have the National Talent Programme, which we're going to talk about next. Yeah, we're just going so, to segue into that. Like, But I was just going to say to you, isn't it great? Again, I find myself saying this to you an awful lot when we talk about Monster Women's Rugby, but the sheer number and breadth of clubs throughout the entire province. I know we're Cork's Red FM, but we talk about Munster rugby uh, in places that may not necessarily had have had women or young girls representing the province before. That's all changing now, Wendy, and it has changed. And for 17s and 18s at this, this critical time and critical level to have so many clubs represented, even just going forward for it, it's fantastic. Absolutely. You know, I mean... I mean, we probably we're hearing a lot about Bantry Bay, of course, with the mm. men, and you know, huge congratulations to them and their achievement, um, you know, in, in winning that fabulous cup at the weekend. But you know, that area alone, you know, what I mean, that's a motivating factor. You know, we have the girls coming out of there as well. But you're right, we're touching every province, really. You know what I mean? Or sorry, every county within the province when we look at the selection, and um, that's a really important message to go out there. You know that there's. You know, it doesn't matter what club you pay for. If you're good enough, you're going to make it into, you know what I mean, a, a programme. And I suppose if we look back, I suppose 18, are we talking 18 months, maybe, Jared, this stage? Mm. So we've been, um, you know, on, on the podcast, we've been talking a lot about pathways and I've been talking about creating pathways. You'll hear it at a national level. What are the pathways to a green jersey? And it's been very clear that it's via the province. So now we have those, you know what I mean, that we're providing, you know, the young girls, the talented young girls, the 15, 16 year olds that can get on that under 17 squad. So the step up to the under 18 and a half squad isn't a huge step up for them. And that's important. Yep, and you have you've you've been consistent with that, and I think the delivery of the pathways and how you wanted it to work is clearly working. And hopefully, all the girls who get a chance here, a shot at the under seventeen and under eighteen in the provincial level, are going that's, to grasp the opportunity. Yeah, and that, look. I know I'll be stepping down, but we would love to have an under 14, you know, 15 program, but the staff is just isn't there. You know, we don't have the funding. Not yet. But not yet. That was the but. Mm. You know, we do have a promise from the IRFU that we will be doubling the number of um, women's development officers that we have here in Munster. That should see another two for us in September. And if we're doing this with two full time staff, imagine if we had four. Brilliant. Yeah, this is it. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. It's just when, not if. I'm going to be all positive about it because I just yeah. I see how I see on the ground level what it's doing in West Cork, just where I live, but also beyond West Cork. Again, going back to those names of those clubs all over the province of Munster, it is brilliant that a young girl, no matter where they are, and as you correctly said, it doesn't matter what club you play for. There's a pathway for you to try and get to that Irish jersey now, and I think that's 
critical when you're telling a young girl that. We're not promising anything here. Competition is fierce for those jerseys. I know from, from talking to a few people, it is unbelievably fierce. But that's what you want. That's the way it should be. And why shouldn't a girl have all the opportunities that boys have and have the same pathways? And ye have delivered that over the last 18 months. So well done on that. But we talked about that under 16, under 17, under 18 programme. We finished this week with news of um, a national talent programme. Now, I know this isn't about singing and dancing, Wendy. So what is it and how does it tie in with Munster? Yeah, I suppose, look, we would have mentioned this last year, the Women's National Talent Programme. And I suppose what it does, is it, it aims to identify, develop and support female players that have potential to be selected for the national squads. And what they're trying to do is, I suppose, accelerate their understanding of the demands of rugby at an elite level and give them that experience. So, you know, I mean, it's on the pitch and off the pitch, the experience. I talk about the nutrition, the, you know, the S&C, as well as the skill development. We would have talked about a few players that were involved last year. As we know, we've had, we, we talked on the last podcast about Nia Briggs's role in terms of pathways and the hubs that we have. So, you know, these players will come under her now rather than all traveling to Dublin. You know, we can keep it in the province. And I'm actually going to name the girls, Jar and their clubs, mm-hmm. because I think it's a huge achievement to be included in, in this. So to date, we have Alana McInerney, UL Bowes, Aoife Carey, UL Bowes, Beth Bottomer, Feathered Carrigan Shore, Brianna Hellman, UL Bowes, Katrina Finn, UL Bowes, Balna Killaloo, uh, Ellen Boylan, which we had on the programme. I don't mm. know, do you remember? She was um, not only the, the rugby player, but also the, the camogie player from um, Dungarvan. And she's with Black, Black Rock now, so that's where she went to college. Kate Flannery, UL Bowes, Lily Morris from Killarney, Lindsay Clark from Ennis, and Saskia Witchley from Bantry Bay. Brilliant. So they're all included, you know, and, and we're going to extend this list, I've no doubt, with the talent that's coming through in these programmes. Nia Briggs will be watching these girls in training now and she'll be identifying further players to join that national programme. Brilliant. Absolutely. And again, it's more positivity. It's just great to hear um, all these developments. It's taking time, but we're getting there. And as you said, over time, hopefully we'll have more resources available to Munster Women's Rugby to even build on this. But for now, to have all these things happening and it's in the bloody off season, Wendy, which is even better again. you know, I'm just going to say there that it's really important that the foundations are in place. You know, you know, some people might have said, you know, you spent a lot of time on the youth rugby. We did, mm. you know, in the committee in the last couple of years, because if you don't have sound foundations for the girls to play the competition, and I'm talking about meaningful rugby, whether it is at an emerging team or as, you know, a full competitive 15, it's hard to develop your adult game and grow your numbers and, uh, and you know, and have more people in the green jersey, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's the aim for a lot of these young girls. They want to make it the whole way through. And these sound structures, these sound foundations are the way to go, I think. They certainly are no better way to end our talk on this week's segment of the podcast on such a positive note. Once again, uh, Wendy Keenan, thank you for bringing uh, all that information to our attention here on the Big Red Bench about Munster Women's Rugby. It doesn't sleep. It's 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 all your own now. There's no point in saying it isn't. There's always something good happening and such such positivity. We're going to be hearing more about these programmes and the panels as they come together uh, over the summer months. But for now, Wendy, thanks very, very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Thanks a million, Jar. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Now, Cork will take on Mayo in this year's All-Ireland LGFA Under-14 Platinum, that's the highest graded final, following a superb semi-final victory over Cavan. Manager JJ DC from the IBAN Ladies Club, his backroom team and young Cork LGFA squad endured an arduous round trip to County Roscommon for last Saturday's All-Ireland Under-14 Platinum semi-final clash with their Ulster opponents. 
Having shaken off a five-hour journey, the Rebels emerged 5-6 to 1-13 winners, thanks to Sarka O'Rourke, two goals and three points, Ellen Motherway, two goals, Ava Collin, one goal, Roisin Neely Hahn, two points, and Sarah Galvin, a point, scores. The full Cork panel on the day included Orla McGrath, Hayley Sweeney, Darren O'Flaherty, Amy McCarthy, Hannah Deasy, Anna Kelleher and Hayley O'Shea, Ava Collin and Kira O'Regan, Sarah Galvin, Lily Foskin, Sorsha O'Rourke, Roshi Nilihan, Sheila O'Gwalsh, Louise Buckley McKernan, Matilda Nilunig, Maeve Buckley, Kate Hanrahan, Gemma O'Sullivan, Cleena Hart, Quiva Foley, Orna Higgins, Robin O'Mahony, Sophie Duggan, Ellen Motherway, Katie Crowley, Ellie Lee, Tamara Moynihan, Carlo O'Regan and Fiona O'Connell. The management team this year, as we said, manager JJ DC and his mentors, Bernadette Sheehan, Sean Ryan and Miriam O'Connell. The Meyer Furna is Jonas O'Connell and the FLO is Karen Casey. Cork will now face Mayo in this year's All-Ireland Decider, which takes place on June 10th. The Connacht side overcame a talented Kildare team in last weekend's second semi-final. A year on from losing to Kerry in a thrilling All-Ireland Under-14 final at Parky Ring, JJDC is delighted his Cork players have another chance at winning a national title. Now here on the Big Red Bench, we're absolutely delighted to be joined by the Cork LGFA Under-14 manager JJDC, who has returned his side to another All-Ireland Platinum final. JJ, congratulations. A big victory for you today over Cavan. You and your players must be absolutely thrilled. No, thanks very much, Joe. Yeah, massive victory today. Um, um, you know, it was a we, we thought it, some parts there in the first half we were we looked as if we were in trouble, but uh, you know, great second half performance, and you know, we're delighted to be back in another final. Yes, uh, five six to one thirteen victory over Cavan, um, and you had a good spread of scorers as well um, on the afternoon. And uh, uh, as you said, scoring five goals and uh, is never an easy feat. And they were, the, I would imagine, the deciding factor in this particular game. They were, and um, the girls that came on made a difference today. Um, they, um, just, they were the ones that um, that delivered for us today, and um, you know we, we were delighted. Um, we were at one point in the first half, we were down seven points, but we brought it back to within two at half time, and, and we knew then that you know when we had we had uh, closed that that lead, that we were in with a right chance in the second half. So if things went our way, and in fairness. They, they upped their game in the second half and, and, and the subs made a huge difference today. How much did the type of challenge you got in the Munster final against Kerry and the performance that you put in against Dublin in the quarterfinals to reach this stage, how much, uh, have you, you've obviously seen progression, JJ, but how, how important were those games and getting the girls ready for today? Oh, they were vital. You know, you know as, I, as, I, as I said to you previously, it's a 60-minute game uh, with a minimum of 20 players playing. So, you know, you need to practice your formations. You need to practice your your, your substitutions. And you know, the more games we play, and play the, the the better we're getting. Although we, you know, we were we, we were off to a poor start today. We we had a long journey to get here, and, and the girls were probably a bit tired. So we were up very very early this morning. But we you know once we settled into it there in the second half things went our way and, and, and we were able to push on. Yeah, you mentioned the journey, having to go to County Roscommon, Podrick Pierce's GAA club for both semi-finals, platinum semi-finals for people who don't know, platinum is the top grade in the under-14 uh, LGFA grade, but um, you'd be hoping, because we now know that you'll face Mayo in the All-Ireland final, they beat Kildare in the second platinum semi-final today um, on June the 10th, you'll be hoping that uh, you mightn't have to travel as far for the final. No, 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 it was only a 20 minutes, half an hour up the road from Mayo, so we'd be hoping for a, a, a closer venue to, to ourselves um, for, the, for the final, you know. But again, that will depend on, on there may be two finals on, there may be the, the gold or the bronze final on as well the same day. So, 
you know, we're we're, we're hoping that we'll um, that uh, our journey won't be as long as it was this morning because it it it, it wasn't easy for, for for us to get all the girls up up early this morning and and, and on the road and, and you know focused on the game. But you know, we we managed to dig it out and, and we're delighted with that. Talk to me about your mentors, Bernadette Sheehan, Sean Ryan, Miriam O'Connell, Leonis O'Connell, and uh, Karen Casey, who's the flow home partner they've been to this year. Uh, our vital, you know, um, managing a team is one thing, but you know, if you don't have the people around you that are, you know, putting in the hard hours with the coaching and looking after the girls, you know, they're only children. You know, we, we have a we have a big responsibility in, in that regard, and you know, the, the coaching is. is it's top standard, you know. I, I let the I let them get on with it as much as I can. It, it put their own stamp on it, and then you know they've produced a, a really good footballing team. You know, in the second half there, for still today, you know we were, we played some lovely football. Yes, and, and that's ne- all down to them. It's all down to them. Very well said. You needed to because this is a decent Cavan team to put it mildly that you've you've overcome. It's a very, very good Dublin team you've beaten. You've bounced back from that monster final disappointment to Kerry. How much of last year is fueling yourself and those other players on losing that classic final to Kerry in Parky Ring? Or is it? Yeah, well, you know, as a coaching team, you learn. You learn from your mistakes. You learn from the experience of previous games. And you try and, you know, put that into play for the, the new bunch of girls that we have this year. And, and you know, we, 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 we teach them as best, as, best, as best we can. And, you know, so far it's working out for us. You know, they're, they're, they're very good to, to respond to what we ask them to do. You know, to, to play, maybe play in different positions that they're not used to when they're playing at their club. And, you know, we're, we're, we're delighted with, with their attitude. As, as for, for, you know, for girls so young, they have a, this team has a wonderful attitude to training and to playing matches and, and as a squad you know they're, they're, they're a pleasure to work with Brilliant stuff um, I know it's very very soon after just reaching an all Ireland final but if this Mayo team have beaten Kildare and that's the Kildare team that beat Kerry and you know the rich heritage of Mayo and the footballers that that county has produced Coruscant and just to name but one this is going to be an incredibly tough final for you no matter what, who you were going to be facing JJ but the fact that it's Mayo two counties with a rich LGFA history yourselves in Mayo it's something to look forward to but um, I would imagine that the hard work and the preparations will start very soon for that encounter Absolutely yeah, absolutely Mayo a lovely footballing team as well you know um you know, all four teams that were there today, you know, there wasn't a kick of a ball between between any of us. Um, all four of us were there in merit, and you know, the final now is this. You know, we're in with a, just as good a chance of uh, as Mayo are. So you know, we prepare well now over the next couple of weeks. Final will be in, in, in two weeks' time, we think. That's the date that's set for it anyway. So you know, we we get the girls prepared now, get their feet back in the ground, and you know, give them every chance of. of going out on that day and, and expressing themselves as best they can and you know, hopefully they'll be, they'll, they'll be happy with the result at the end of it. Well, JJ, DC, to you, your management team and your squad of players following today's All-Ireland LGFA Platinum Series semi-final 5-6-1-13 victory over Cavan on behalf of everybody here at the Big Red Bench. We're delighted for the Cork LGFA under-14s and we wish you all the best in that All-Ireland final and we'll be talking to you again a bit closer to it. Thanks very much, Chuck. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Cork 514, Kerry 217.
uh, a four goal first half blast inspired Cork to a TG Cahar Munster LGFA senior football final victory over Kerry in Mallow last Sunday. The Rebels captured their fourth consecutive provincial title thanks to a marvellous first half performance that yielded four unanswered goals. St. Cullum's Libby Coppinger twice found the net, with Kiro Sullivan and Katie Quirk also raising green flags, as Shane Ronan's side built an unassailable 4-10 to 7-point interval lead. Last year's All-Ireland finalist Kerry had no answer to their opponent's swift movement and accurate kick passing. Despite a poor third quarter, Cork had enough left in the tank to hold off the Kingdom's attempted comeback, with Orla Callan's second goal, second half goal, sorry, confirming victory. The contrast in each team's top scores was another talking point from a Munster final played out in front of a huge attendance. Darren O'Sullivan looked back to her marauding best and finished with 11 points. Kerry's Louise Nimaraherte contributed 6 points but missed two second half penalties, one wide of the target and another one saved by Maeve O'Sullivan. To be fair to the Kerry stalwarts, those spot kick misses mattered, mattered little by the time the final whistle had finally sounded. The manner of Cork's victory was the main headline grabber, however, as Shane Run inside produced one of their best performances in over a year. The Cork panel that took to the field in Mallow for that Munster final last weekend was Maeve O'Sullivan, Anna Ryan, Emer Meany, Roisin Phelan, Melissa Duggan, Shauna Kelly, Sarah Leahy, Aoife Healy, Hannah Looney, Libby Coppinger, Darren O'Sullivan, Emer Kiley, Orla Cahalan, Katie Quirk, Kira O'Sullivan, Sarah Murphy, Emma Cleary, Mauro Callan, Dara Kinnery, Laura Fitzgerald, Dara Kiley, Laura O'Mahony, Sive McGoldrick, Amy McDonough, Abigail Ring, Lydia McDonough, Abby O'Mahony, Ellen Toomey, Rosie Corkery and Kate Redmond. Shane Ronan is the manager for this year with Paul Howard, Sheila Dennehy, Sinead O'Regan, Pat Ring, Miriam Forbes, Tomás McIntyre and Louise O'Connell in part of his backroom team. So immediately after that game, out on the Mallow pitch amid hundreds of young autograph hunters, I caught up with Cork senior players Dieran O'Sullivan, Kier O'Sullivan, Libby Coppinger, Melissa Duggan, Laura O'Mahony and Maura O'Callaghan as well as Kerry co-manager Declan Quill and Cork manager Shane Ronan. Maura O'Callaghan, congratulations big win for Cork really really good performance as well and that must be hugely encouraging going to the All-Ireland Championship Yeah absolutely I mean we all we wanted to do was to come out and give a good performance today and I think that is exactly what we did um, I do feel like we got like we ever got we got every rub of the green I suppose you yeah. could say but like that, that's what happens when you're constantly creating those chances you know it's going to go your way so we're definitely delighted with our performance already today Yeah and putting 410 on Kerry inside 30 minutes I mean that just shows the work that's been done in the training ground over the last couple of weeks something Shane spoke about it's obviously worked off yeah, it definitely has paid off the work we've been doing on the training round. And I suppose, you know, we're just trying to, I suppose, add a bit of very variance into our attack. And, you know, you know, the long ball in, short ball run it. Like, we just want to be a bit more unpredictable. Like, we would have probably ran the ball a lot more, you know, in years gone by. But we're really trying to add a new dimension to our attack. And I do think that definitely paid dividends today. I know you've got to up your game because you're going to force your way back into the starting team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, it's great to be fair. Like, I feel like there's always been great competition, but, you know, it really is. Um, this year, like, I mean, there's three or four, I think, people you start all the time last year who are fighting for a place on the team, you know, and now we're looking at finishing the game as opposed to starting, which is yeah. exactly the way you want your panel to be. You know, there's competition and everyone is training each other to be better. Well, congratulations on winning a monster. We'll see you in the All Ireland series. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, Libby Coppinger, hearty congratulations. Fantastic first half performance. Had to dig in the second half. What will this victory do for Cork in going to the All Ireland Championship? Um, look, it's a massive confidence boost. I suppose all year we're striving for the full performance, and look, we didn't get that again today. But there was so many positive things, so we're going to take a lot of that. And look, you want to be 
in a Munster final and you want to be winning the Munster final so we're very happy with the result today uh, A lot of hard running from you today from the half forward <laughs> line as always but variation in the play some really good kick passing and you opened up Kerry four times for four really brilliant goals in the first half Yeah look I suppose that's something we've been really working on this year trying to you know having variety in our attack and the girls inside were brilliant today the runs they were making um, so yeah look it, it was brilliant you're happy to do the hard running when we're getting the results as well so um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a lot of hard work but you look like you were enjoying yourself as much as you can enjoy yourself in the Munster final you know this isn't the end of Kerry you may well see them again before the end of the year but the boost going into an Ireland Championship group now on the back of that performance must give you a lot of confidence yeah definitely look no group is going to be easy but I suppose you kind of get seated in a nicer spot when you, you're the winner of the provincial so we're very happy um, to come out and look Kerry are always a battle so you know anytime you can beat them as well it's, it's a good day well I'm so. going to let you go because you have an army of young supporters who want your autograph congratulations we'll talk again thanks million, Jerry. Uh, Melissa Duggan congratulations the Munster Senior Medal uh, well deserved that first half performance people will talk about the four car goals but the defence again today of which you were a part of you, you really shut them down yeah um, I suppose we had maybe two weeks off since the Watford game and you know we were coming back off um, a good win there and we had a bit of momentum going and you know we've been really working on our defence um, as well as our attack and like you see the quality of our forwards that's what we have to mark in training every night so you know we push each other on um, I suppose we were up for this match you know we this was our third time playing them we wanted to come out all guns blazing we haven't been doing that in the league or in the um, championship so far so I think uh, we had a point to prove today especially in the first half and you know um, they did come back into the second half but you know we had to weather the storm and thankfully we did and we got the win just finally a settled defence because it's been pretty much the same six and goalkeeper and I know you've been moved around different positions you know the value of that you've been involved with Cork long enough now settling in everybody knowing what they're doing you can see it you really are shutting teams down now um, yeah like I suppose for us in the full back line you know um, you know we've got a great connection back there um, we know each other well you know we know if someone's going to make the one then you hold back you know we we have a great connection the three of us back there I know the half back line can be a bit mixed sometimes at times but like you're not going to last a full game being a half back anymore the way the, the play is um, going so like to have subs coming in and just filling nice and neatly like Laura Manny and everything like that it's great it's great to have a bench and it's just great to have that communication and that solidity back there but you know as good as our defence you know we you still need to attack and I think our forwards were just brilliant today as well so well, congratulations on another Munster medal for you and we'll talk to you in the All-Earned Series thank you looking forward to it thank you uh, Laura Manny congratulations a really really good all-around team performance today and it was needed against Kerry but it must be uh, must be a lot of fun to play in a, a really good performance like that yeah exactly I think some of the championship games that we had there was always one or two aspects that we weren't quite happy with but especially the first half today like I honestly think the girls the first 15 did amazing everything they did I think the, what was there as well was the want they wanted to win they wanted the dirty ball and that's the main thing um, yeah we're just delighted to get two in a row now yeah. yeah and how crucial were the last couple of weeks of training because you came out flying yeah I think like we didn't get to the end stages of the league and some people thought that the games would have done us better but I think the block of training that we had and even the week off we had there after Waterford really helped us to finalise and sharpen things up 
Um, it's not an easy team to get into. It's uh, quite a lot of competition for places. It sounds like a cliche, but you must be delighted that you're in the mix and you'll be pushing for a starting place now. Yes, exactly. Like it's already hard to get on the 30 to get a jersey, then to make the match day um, 20, and then even the 15. Honestly, you just take anything that you can get at this stage. <laughs> well, listen, congratulations on winning a monster senior title, and we look forward to talking to you in the All Ireland. Thanks very much, Jer. I'm here with Kieran Darren O'Sullivan following Cork's Munster LGFA final victory over Kerry. Kieran, first to you, blistering first half performance, putting up 4 10 on a team like Kerry. I mean, was that was that the product of all the training that's gone in over the last couple of weeks? Um, I'd like to say it was, and I suppose Shane would like us to think it is as well. But to be fair, we did really go after a high press and, and push up on their kick out, and I think we reaped the rewards of that. You know, we got a few turnovers, and I think to be fair, we did work on goal scoring. I think we knew we'd left a few behind us after Watford, and we didn't follow up for tappings. And I thought, to be fair to the forwards, were hugely unselfish, like Katie, Orla, Libby, everyone. It didn't matter who scored once Cork scored, and I thought that was really um, it showed um, with the score we put up in the first half. Your sister is pointing at herself there, so I'd better turn to her quickly. Just the 11 points. Darren, can I put it to you? That's that's the best I've seen you play in a long time and probably free of injury and you were ready for it today and you delivered. Yeah, look, it's exciting. Monster final um, day, so we'd worked very hard and I was fierce nervous before the game and then I was just thinking to myself, do you know what, we've the hard work done. Um, let's just go out and try and enjoy it. And we definitely enjoyed it there for 30 minutes anyway. Um, had a rocky third quarter and got going again, rallied again in the last 15. Um, we've a lot of work done and I think we just had to back ourselves today. The boost you get going to an All-Ireland Championship obviously is, is, is huge you know, from such a performance, but there are tougher tests and tougher days ahead. But this is something to build on. Absolutely. I think I was fierce excited after the Waterford game. Um, I thought we showed glimpses of what we could do. And I think the girls were very confident coming in here today. But as you said, it is only a stepping stone. Um, we won the Munster final last year. And if you were to say, was last year a successful year for us? No, would probably be the answer. So, look, we don't want to stop here. Um, we want to keep going and get one step further this year. Give the final word to you, Kerr. It's been a very, very good performance. It's been a good couple of weeks for Cork. That 10-point comeback over Kerry, this performance today. But won't come for much if you don't deliver in the first group match now. Exactly, that's it. Um, I suppose it is nice going into that unbeaten in championship so far with a few wins and a draw. And, you know, that kind of can become a habit. So we'll be trying to build on that. We do have loads to work on, as Darren said. We had a very... Um, questionable third quarter there so that's something we're going to have to focus on but we'll be you know studying now for the next for a group game I think we've Galway and Tipperary as far as I know so we'll have to do our homework on them let management do that we'll put in the hard work and hopefully um, drive on now for the rest of the year Before all that homework hopefully a bit of rest and relaxation we'll leave it at that but listen well done to both of you congrats Thanks very much much. Thank Thank you Declan obviously disappointment for Kerry but that first half performance by Cork um, you know Kerry been in a lot of tough tight games over the last couple of months if not last couple of years but Cork came out got a big big score you'd be disappointed with that but how happy are you with the re- response you got in the second half yeah look all we were asked for in the second half was a response a bit of small bit of pride in the jersey um, look the first half was just a disaster from, from the start really you know we just didn't get into the game at all um, we left our backs out to dry to be honest um, we wouldn't be very happy with that it was our work rate really Char. look we, we base everything on our work rate and we had a serious chat and a bit of a home truths at half time you know um, our forward six just weren't working and that's that. I know everyone will say oh the backs got destroyed but um, you know when you lift, leave girls waltz out with the ball and I'm being harsh on our girls and I, I'm being, but I'm being truthful and they know it look when you leave girls like this at the quality of Cork footballers out with the ball handy they're going to do damage you know um, 
that's that's you know that's that's that was the head the high up and low down in the first half. We changed our attitude at half time. We thought we were absolutely magnificent. <laughs> Missed two penalties as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wouldn't fault Louise, you know. She's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Look, that's just the way it goes. Penalties just that's the way it goes. Professionals miss penalties and. Uh, Look, we're very happy with the second half, but not happy to go, go come home with, uh, with no silverware. I know, silverware, it's just a couple of minutes after the final whistle, but might this actually help you going into the all Ireland series? It might. Look, you know, we've been winning a lot of games and, you know, we haven't been beaten much all year, really, like, and that's been going on a good few years, I suppose, as well. And, you know, look, sometimes it takes a little bit of pain to, 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 to drive you on. And we're using that pain from the All-Ireland final last year. Um, I think this, this could be used for huge motivation for us as well. But um, they, the girls know once they drop off any bit of a level at all, then that's, that's we're, we're a goose. Like, you know, the, the level is so high. The 12 teams in the senior championship, they, each, anyone who could win the All-Ireland, like, and that's, that's been truthful, you know. And, you know, if, we, if our performance level goes down, we're not going to win anything for the rest of the year. I appreciate you talking to us and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Shane Renan, uh, congratulations. The Munster Senior Football Championship title, richly deserved, fantastic all round performance. Best you've played this year and maybe in the last couple, of, uh, the last two years? Well, certainly the first half, Joe, we were, it was outstanding stuff to forward play and the defensive, I suppose, knows to keep carry to a limited score. We're delighted with that. We, we know we, we changed formation today, uh, went with something different uh, to kind of, I suppose, disrupt carry, but it, we felt it worked very well against Waterford, so we said we'd go with it. Look, there was a few ropey moments in the second half, but like, you know, I, I think I'd be very annoyed about the first five minutes second half. I thought there was very questionable decisions given against us. It was like the referee was refereeing the scoreboard. And well, if I get in trouble for that, I don't really mind because they said it, they clearly said at halftime they were going to talk to the referee. So we'd be very disappointed with that. And a couple of little things went against us. But look, I thought we finished it very strong. Um, we weren't going to we weren't going to you know be in trouble because we looked players came off. Uh, you know, the, the players of command came, came, did a huge job. Very warm day, but like I just thought, some of our forward play there in the first half was unbelievable. That's like the freest and the best I've seen Darren play in a long time, free of injury, and she really warmed to the occasion today. Pardon the pun. Absolutely, look, she's playing off instinct the last couple of games. Um, you know, she probably, you know, she's so honest about her game. Sure, she was very worried about her game. You know, they are they are in the Kerry game the first day, but like she's been outstanding for the last few weeks. She didn't miss a shot of training on Friday night, and I, she can she maybe kick one wide today, like you know. Unbelievable display. Um, you know, but I think the inside forward line works so hard. They they're great movement, the three of them. They're very clever footballers. And our half forward line then were just, you know, they were able to run at them and open up Kerry. And I just think, look, everything we've we've been working on for the last while came to fruition today. Um, I suppose we were coming in today as underdogs. We probably didn't feel that ourselves, but I suppose look that's the reality of it. Kerry have been the top one of the top teams in the country for the last, you know, they won the league. So, you know, we, we, we were probably rightly underdogs, but in our own camp we didn't think we were underdogs. And we know ourselves that we can be better than what we were today I think you know for, we need a more complete performance we're still looking for that sure um, but I think it was very hard to keep going for full 60 today at the pace and things we were doing it you know I think we played unbelievable football and look we're delighted there's a brilliant bunch there um, they're, they're very 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 happy they're very committed they've put in incredible work there since the league finished we've had 8 or 9 very very hard weeks you know 4 games in 5 weeks as well tough going so look we'll give them a bit of a breather now before you know maybe give them a few days off there and look we'll enjoy tonight we might enjoy tomorrow as well and um, look we, we, we look, we, we move on we're into group stage so Kerry I have a feeling we might meet him again later on the year congratulations we'll talk again thanks very much John. that's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you can also listen online at redextra.ie don't forget to tune into the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan Colm O'Sullivan and guests between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website, redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench.
Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.